This episode is sponsored by Gummy Cube. Just go to GummyCube, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E dot com. I highly recommend them. They're a big data startup firm. And what they're doing is they're providing you with a lot of app store intelligence. Uh, they've just been featured on VentureBeat.com. And uh, they're really doing a wonderful service there with uh, app store optimization and uh, looking at big data to help uh, optimize your your app so really do uh, check them out uh, it's gummycube g-u-m-m-i-c-u-b-e dot com and thanks very much for the support of the show this episode is sponsored by apptentive they are the experts in mobile customer experiences now don't just take my word for it let me read out uh, a quote from urban spoon who are uh, using apptentive apptentive's rating prompts have increased our positive ratings and reviews by over 1000 percent and helped us to turn unhappy customers into loyal fans so if you want to find out more and get a free consultation go to www.apptentive.com forward slash app guy that's all lowercase uh, and thank you very much apptentive for being an awesome sponsor hi i'm lucas gordon i'm the front-end developer at audio splitter and you're listening to the app guy podcast the app guy podcast straight from your host paul the app guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment and now paul the app guy to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show that goes around the world. I mean, I think this is the first time we've had anyone uh, from this part of the world, Mexico. And uh, I've been lucky to be introduced with um, this guest uh, through a past guest, actually. There was an episode with uh, Anna Mayer, and uh, she thought that this would make a really good episode. So thank you, Anna, for the introduction. Uh, let me introduce the uh, co-founder and CEO of moneypool.mx. That's moneypool.mx. You can go and check them out on the website. And uh, his name is Ignacio Alvarez. And uh, he is here to talk about Moneypool, the challenges, what it's like being a CEO and co-founder, and just take us through his journey. So, Ignacio, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. Uh, I really appreciate Anna re referring me to you. Um, well, we're here to talk about moneypool.mx. Yeah, let's, let's go straight into it. What What is it? Because I, I, I love the idea of uh, it kind of helping uh, you uh, get money off your friends, which I know that <laughs> it's really challenging for me. But uh, I would love to know, how can I get some money off my friends? Give, give us, a, give us a, the overview. Yeah, so, well, the idea came from experience from one of my co-founders and myself. Uh, we were working together at a VC firm, and we were, most of the time, we were in charge of collecting money for, uh, let's say, a gift from, from somebody from the office, or collecting money. Well, we played soccer in a soccer team, and everybody had to chip in uh, a little bit to pay for the league. Uh, so we, we struggled a lot for getting the money, and to just keeping track of who had already paid and who was missing was kind of a hassle because you had payments on one side and the administration on the other side. So we came up with the idea of uh, this application where you can create a group with a common purpose, invite friends, and then just receive payments in that in the same application. Uh, you keep track of everyone. Uh, the same app sends out reminders for the people that haven't chipped in. So it saves you the trouble of being the one uh, uncomfortable bringing it up uh, of uh, you owe me X amount of money. Uh, so so it, it kind of uh, helps throughout the process of collecting from your friends. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, Ignacio, one of the big themes of this show. I mean, your episode three, 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 and we've had it all the time. Which is, you have a problem in your daily life, and then you think about how to solve it. Um, but ninety nine percent of people don't really go ahead and and build a uh, like a business out of it, and uh, you know, like it's just an idea. Um, but what what was the difference between you actually just having this idea and then going for it? Well, I think, I mean, I can relate to the people that don't do anything about it because up until now, I had had this problem for quite some time. Uh, it wasn't the first time that I tried to collect money from friends, but I, I didn't do anything. I don't know. Uh, I'm not certain why I had had some ideas, but I know that this time, one of the things that really helped me out was having someone else that could relate to the same problem and had the same enthusiasm for it. So I think having a co-founder, having a partner in this helps a lot, uh, just refining your idea and going hands deep into it. Um, so when you can bounce ideas and just uh, refine it and then come up with some something that's actually uh, doable. Uh, so I, I think this time what made the difference was that I had someone else with me. Yeah, and, and let's try and find out about your story, because you mentioned that you were at a VC firm, a venture capital firm. And uh, were you responsible for uh, investing in various startups? And, and did you leave that to pursue this? Yes, I did. And we, when we were working together at the VC firm, uh, I was a principal at the, at the office. This guy, he was an analyst who was my direct report. And we were in charge of analyzing uh, a bunch of ideas. Uh, I think that, that also helped just getting into the entrepreneur mindset, to just uh, having a lot of these entrepreneurs around me, having to analyze uh, a lot of projects, just like gets you into that mode of looking for opportunities to improve uh, whatever situation you are currently experiencing. Yeah, this, this is really fascinating. And I have to say, uh, there's a overlap with my background because uh, although I wasn't in a venture capital firm, I was in finance in an institutional asset manager. And okay. uh, uh, I actually was crazy enough to leave and do my own thing as well. And my big regret is not finding a co-founder to like have an idea and, and, and have someone to partner with. I just went on my own. Um, but uh, talk us through that time where you had to make that big jump because so many people listening to this Will, uh, are kind of stuck in, in you know, positions that perhaps are not quite right for them, but it's the fear factor of taking that leap of faith and becoming like a, an entrepreneur. How, how did you overcome that fear? Well, I have, I have to say that uh, I was lucky enough to, be, to have a partner, who have someone else who believed in the idea and who decided to leave the job before I did. So at the beginning, when we had the idea, we tested out, we saw there was some traction and my co-founder said, I'm going to leave this job and go full-time into this. If this is something real, then you'll join me. And, and I, I had a higher opportunity cost. So that seemed like a good idea. He started doing that for about six months. He was by himself. I had to work during the nights, during weekends. Uh, but then after that period of time, uh, I thought that we had a very solid pitch to go out and raise some money and actually build a company out of that. So that's when I decided to to quit my uh, my day job at that point and go after investors. Uh, so that, that's how I did it. I, I think 
a lot of it I have to be thankful that I had uh, Sebastian, who's my co-founder, uh, in, in the picture. So for everybody that's thinking about doing something, I think one of the good things that you can go uh, and do is just find someone else that is willing to to share that idea and maybe between both of you can execute something and lower the risk or to have something that's more concrete before just jumping it out to uh, an empty space. So, so this is great. I'm loving this episode because it, you have first-hand experience of what it's like to be in a VC firm and, and what they're looking for. And I'm guessing that experience helped you raise, uh, what, a first round of money or something to, to get the, the whole thing kick-started. Um, what, what advice would you have to anyone who is trying to raise uh, money? What, what did you learn from your experience? Well, as, as, a, as an investor, what I learned is that Investors uh, look a lot into the management team and who are these people and what are the, their experiences? Because, you know, the business models are going to change and whatever you imagine your company is going to be in three years, it's probably not going to be. So you got to demonstrate that you're able to deal with change, that you're, you're able to identify opportunities and then uh, just grab them and execute them. Uh, it also helped that I was, I was very close to this uh, investor ecosystem. And so I had a lot of people to talk to when I had the, the idea. Uh, so another thing that I would say to people out there that are looking to raise money is be patient. Uh, it takes a lot of time and you're going to get a lot of no's before you get that yes. But it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it when you finally get it. <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine you had a bit of an inside uh, advantage, didn't you, with uh, knowing a lot of people on the other other side of the equation. Yeah, I definitely have. I mean, uh, at the beginning, we I sat down with my co-founder, and we did uh, we, we invited another co-founder uh, by the end of last year. So there's three of us, um, and we sat down and we made a list of about a hundred potential investors. Uh, and we went with each one of them, talked to them, made the pitch. And so from my previous experience, I knew that it would take just, if you go in rough numbers, it takes about a hundred to take two investors. So, uh, we were never discouraged when we had, uh, heard no, that we're not interested, that that's not our space, uh, you're too young, you're whatever. Um, so that we, we just kept on going. And we finally uh, found the, the right investors. And, and, and did you actually have to refine your pitch to, to appeal to investors? I mean, have you got any tips on, on how you actually presented moneypool.mx uh, to, to try and get those two investors out of 100? Well, one of the things that we had going in our favor is that the problem that we're trying to solve, it's a very relatable one. So whenever we talk to somebody, they would say like, I had that same issue uh, a few months ago, or my, uh, my son had that issue, uh, and my daughter's school, they have that issue. So uh, everybody could immediately see the practicity or the, how to implement what we were trying to do. Um, but we, we definitely... Every time we talked to somebody, some questions came up, some different issues, 
and we had to refine the, our pitch so we can be better prepared for the next one and then going forward. But uh, always keeping in mind that our end goal, it's one and we have to stay true to it. And depending on who you're talking to, you have to uh, change the direction how to explain it. But the end goal is going to be the same for everyone. So that's really good advice. So to the to tribe listening to this right now is uh, have an end goal in mind and stay true to it, even though you may have to adjust the, uh, the fringes of the pitch, but stay true to a belief or a goal. And I think that's what uh, Anna was talking about in her episode. And uh, it seems to be like all the successful entrepreneurs do have that belief about their product. Yeah, so many, somebody might call you stubborn, but at, at least at the beginning, you have to be very focused on what you're trying to achieve because if an investor sees that you're just wiggling around and changing your objective depending on on who you're talking to, then uh, it doesn't inspire confidence uh, on the other side. So, so Ignacio, how uh, are you getting on with um, some of your biggest challenges then? Uh, are you, uh, have you, like in terms of a launch... Uh, getting a tra- traction for uh, Moneypool MX. How's it going? It's going great. We we started out as a web application with a mobile site. Uh, we launched that last year, about uh, 14 months ago, and we currently have 7,000 users. And by the end of this summer, we're going to have the mobile app uh, at the App Store. Uh, one of the things that we have going for ourselves also is that the product itself is not something that you can use on your own. Uh, you have to invite friends. So th- this is a, a very, uh, very natural, intrinsic um, network effect from the product because you go in and you invite your friends. So that makes, if I convince one person to create a group, that person is going to bring me 10 users. And out of those 10 users, there's probably one of them that has a different group of friends that had a different uh, necessity for the same tool. So he's going to do his own group and bring other friends. So that's, that's keeping, that's been keeping us growing. Uh, we do have some marketing strategies. We have communication strategies, but mainly it's the, the word of mouth of the nature of the product that has been driving growth until now. Yeah. And what's the most important metric to you? Uh, it- because um, we, we try to reveal the truth on this show and a lot of people get uh, sidetracked with download figures. But I'm guessing like for you, it's, it's probably at this stage more important to have like a good engagement, user engagement every, every month. What, what's the important stats? Yeah, so one of the most important ones that we look at is the number of uh, group administrators and group administrators that actually receive payments. And out of those, we, we make a breakdown of how many of them are new administrators. So that means somebody that just came in out of the blue from an advertising or from recommendation and created his own group. He's, or we have recurring administrators. Um, there are people that already had created a group, organized something, and then came back. And then we have another segment who are new administrators that came from paying from another group. These are the groups that the people that are first uh, heard about the the application from being invited to to another group and then went on their own and created their own group. So these people are kind of our salespeople. They're the ones that are bringing 
the rest of the users. So that's why we keep track of how this, how they are evolving. We communicate with them differently. We, we try to stay with them very engaged. Um, so that, that's one of the key issues right now. So let me just appeal to all you app entrepreneurs, you app marketers who are listening to this, or if you are uh, currently a solopreneur uh, who's got an app on the App Store, you will need to go and check out GummyCube. Uh, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Uh, they have an App Store optimization service, but also they have this uh, data uh, cube, which is uh, an App Store optimization tool uh, that allows for some really uh, great tracking and reporting. Uh, with DataCube, uh, optimization becomes part of your app release cycle for each new build. And you'll be able to track your rankings uh, by build, uh, by time period, or by even both. Uh, they have live data, uh, which is consistently updated to ensure that your attribution results are accurate and uh, letting you understand your download baseline and, and where to make adjustments. Uh, all this rep reporting is available in a wide variety of formats. Uh, I'm looking at their website right now and they have a lot of great uh, tracking reports that you can use for your apps. Uh, so I suggest going to gummycube.com, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Go and check out DataCube, get a demo, and thank you very much to GummyCube for supporting this show. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. I just want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. It's apptentive.com. You can go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's all lowercase and you can see what's going on. But I've actually got the co-founder on. It's uh, Roby Ganguly and he is uh, going to help us. If you are an app developer and you're really frustrated with the app store, you're just getting all your users to vent their anger through the reviews, then Roby can help you out. And I've got Roby on the line. So Roby, how can you help us? Well, you know, it really means taking the time and attention to talk to customers, to listen to them, to have conversations. It's, it's about being able to get their feedback, right? We power feedback inside the app and we power in-app conversations. We help you figure out who your evangelists are so that you can um, get better ratings and reviews. We help you listen in lots of different manners using in-app surveys at the right time in the right place. And customer love isn't just about bombarding people with messages. It's a, I was about doing it at the right place. So our tools help you find moments when customers are ready to talk to you as opposed to stopping you the first moment you use an app and open it up, right? We don't want to interrupt you. We want to make, make sure we're listening to you. So I do think that you should go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And I really do thank you, Roby, for sponsoring the show. That is great. Well, there are two things we need to do before we say goodbye to you. One is that uh, a lot of people listening uh, don't yet have an awesome idea like you've had and you've had the courage to you know leave a VC firm to pursue it. So <laughs> it's a pretty good idea. And it's actually an idea that is very relevant around the world. Everyone has friends. So, I mean, we're going to help out some apps to tribes now. And I wondered if you, in your VC time, you must have come across one or two other ideas that you attempted for, but you decided on this one. Did you have any an, another idea for... Uh, like a startup or a um, an app that you could share with us. Well, actually, uh, just before actually launching this one, uh, I was talking to a friend. Uh, if you, you heard the the one dollar shaving club in the U.S., yes. so that that doesn't exist in Mexico. And there's another. There's a lot of other um, goods that could be delivered to your door that you are using on a recurring basis. Uh, one of them, when we thought it was toothbrush and toothpaste, 
Uh, that's something that people don't normally change it when they have to. Uh, use quizzes that toothpaste tube until you get the last drop because you forgot to buy the last time you went to the supermarket. So, so that's one of the things that I, I had in mind and I started talking to a friend. We just left it, uh, on the desk. Uh, it's something I, I would like to do eventually if nobody else uh, does it uh, before I do here in Mexico. But it's a great idea. It's something that I, I can relate to. Uh, and whenever, if I'm trying to give an advice, I, th I would say that think about your lifestyle and whatever you would need. And that's where you get the, the best ideas. Uh, well, that, that is a genius idea, I have to say, <laughs> Ignacio. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, Dollar Shave Club, I mean, it reminds me of taking something that's really successful in one market and applying it to elsewhere in the world that they're not focusing on. Now, the thing that was really impactful there was obviously the video, but also that when you uh, had to go and buy razors, they were extremely expensive. And uh, I know from cleaning your teeth, if you use an electric toothbrush, that is expensive. Uh, these 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 uh, heads for the electric toothbrushes. So, uh, like having one of those every month delivered to your door for a dollar. I mean, that would just that would clean up. Yeah, I, I mean that that's where we're heading. I mean, uh, it's something that you would use frequently, and it gets your mind off that uh, one thing that you have to do every so often. Great. Well, there you go. To everyone listening, there is your awesome idea for today. Uh, go and. Uh, create, uh, let's think of a name, uh, the, uh, I guess it could be the Dollar Toothbrush Club. <laughs> which is, uh, uh, I know there's been a lot of copycats. I, re I recently saw something, um, a Dollar Beard Club, I think it was, uh, which is beard products. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of copycats from that that awesome uh, launch of Dollar Shave Club. And when, uh, one, one, you know, the other thing that I would add to that is that even if you have a great idea, where, where it really matters, it's on the execution. So uh, if you think you, your idea is not the best idea, it's not a billion-dollar idea, but you think you can execute it perfectly, then go for it. I mean, that, that, that's what makes a different, the difference in, in reality. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Good advice. Okay, so the last thing is this is a show about apps, and uh, we love talking about apps, finding out about apps. Now, the challenge is we actually are recording this via an app on your phone, so you may have to do this from memory, but can you give us uh, like one app or two apps that you tend to use in your business or personal life that uh, you think we may not have come across before? So uh, one or two apps that you could recommend. Um, I think you might have come across this one, but this is one that I use almost every day because I hate sitting on traffic. Uh, and there's a traffic app called Waze, W-A-C-E. Uh, and it just uh, takes you to the, the best route from getting from point A to point B. Uh, you can send your ETA to the person that is going to be expecting you on the other side of the, uh, of your way. So, um, it, it's great for me. It just, uh, having to use a car. Uh, I think that the time that you're driving, it's not as productive as you can be being elsewhere. So yeah, how's that, how is it in, in Mexico then? Because I know that I, I've been using it for a few years actually. And, uh, I, I know that I think two years ago, uh, it was, uh, when I went to Dubai, there was maybe four or five other cars in the entire city. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, about a year ago, it was just like absolutely fantastic. There was all the, uh, 
you know, like the traffic jams were getting uh, picked up. And so is it, is it fairly adopted then in uh, Mexico? Yeah, I think the, the story is, is basically the same. It started out in Mexico City and it widespread a lot because Mexico City has a huge traffic problem. Uh, I actually live in Monterrey, which is uh, north of Mexico. Uh, there's also 5 million people in Monterrey, so it's also a big city. And in the last year, it has just spread out widely. And there's a lot of cars that have it, so it's very useful now. Yeah, I was really worried when Google took it over, and I was thought they were going to completely um, either drop it or integrate it with Google Maps. But I'm, I'm glad to see that they've just kept it as a separate app. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. Uh, it's just great. <laughs> yeah. And okay, now it's time for everyone listening to this podcast to confess if you use Waze, are you hitting that passenger button when you're driving? <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't answer that question. They, they, could, they could actually put some inbuilt thing that they can detect where, which side of the car you're on, maybe. I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to get more sophisticated uh, as we go forward. But yeah. 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 Great. Well, this has been so wonderful. Uh, such an inspiring story from your days at the VC firm, leaving, getting a co-founder who basically prompted you to leave yourself and set up this awesome company, moneypool.mx, uh, and uh, solve a real-world problem. Um, so I'm going to be leaving all the show notes uh, on episode 333. Just go to theappguy.co and search for uh, episode 333, Ignacio Alvarez, and you'll see uh, links to you, Ignacio and your um, your product, your your website, and, um, but how best in the meantime can people reach out and connect with you or Moneypool MX? What's the best way of getting in touch? Well, you can visit our webpage moneypool.mx. We are also available through Facebook um, and Twitter. And if you if you send a message to any of the, uh, of those platforms. We'll, I'll receive it or my co-founder will get it and will reply to you as soon as possible. We try to and reply how, to everyone. Yeah. And how, what's the best way of us helping you out? I guess it is to download the app and start using it. Yeah, please do. And if you have any comments, whether it's user experience, user interface, features, or whatever you, you would like to see, uh, we, we love to hear from our users. Great. Okay. Oh, the the mobile app is um, is not out yet, though, is it? I think you said you, the launch was. Um, is yeah, that it's right? Going to, going to be. It's going to be out by the end of the summer. But if you log into the webpage, you're going to be one of the first to hear about it and to get it. Great. Okay. So that's what we need to do. Go to moneypool.mx and uh, log in and uh, get onto the waitlist, and then. I'm going to do that right now because I'm desperately wanting to see if I can get any money out of my stingy <laughs> friends. So, Please great. go ahead. Ignat, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. All the best with the business and uh, look forward to helping you in the near future. Thank you, Paul, and congratulations on the show. It's great. So remember, you can get feedback on every aspect of your iOS or Android app by going to gummycube.com. Uh, they can arrange split tests for your icons. They can do split tests for your screenshots and much more. You can do this either pre-launch or when your apps are actually live on the App Store. And they have this focus group service as well that is highly recommended. So go to gummycube.com and go and check out uh, Datacube as well. You can get a request for a demo. Thanks very much to Gummy Cube for supporting the show.
So let me remind you that this episode has been sponsored by Apptentive. Now you can go and sign up for a free mobile app consultation by going to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's all lowercase, apptentive.com forward slash appguy. All you need to do is complete a form and what they'll do is they will evaluate uh, an overall app experience and information about how Apptentive can increase your app's ratings and reviews. So go to www.apptentive.com forward slash app guy, get that free consultation and thank you Apptentive for supporting the show.